Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's look at Ephesians 1. And I want to read from verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you. Now these people were already born again. They were already born again. Look at verse, verse 1 of Ephesians 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Do you see that they are born again? But here the apostle is praying. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. See? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. This should be your prayer. This should be your prayer. I'll tell you why. Go to Acts 26. You should pray this prayer every day of your life for you and your loved ones. Acts 26, reading verse 18. It's in red, so this is Jesus talking. He's giving Paul his mission statement to open their eyes. Did you see that? To turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. This is Paul's assignment. And the apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 3 that he is, 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 um, is the custodian of the mysteries of Christ. He's the custodian of the mysteries of Christ. Are you all there? And now we see that God wants the eyes of all to be opened. Are you all there? Then he says to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Notice the things here. Open their eyes. Number one, turn them from darkness to light. Number two, from the power of Satan unto God. Number three. Number four, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. And number five, an inheritance. Okay? I want you to take note of those five things. Number one, to open their eyes. Say, say to open their eyes. Say it again. Say to open their eyes. Say, say, God wants my eyes to be open. Then the second thing is to turn them from darkness to light. Did you see that? Third, from the power of Satan unto God. Fourth, that he may receive forgiveness of sins. Five, an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Come back to Ephesians 1. And I want you to see, I want you to see that this divine intention guided Paul's prayers. Verse 17, Ephesians 1. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 
the eyes of your understanding being enlightened do you see eyes there the word for understanding here refers to the eyes of your heart the eyes of your heart it says that the eyes of your heart be flooded with light you see there are a lot of things God has planned for you you're not seeing there are a lot of things God has ordained for you you're not seeing the reason why you struggle the way you struggle is the absence of light because light gives speed light gives speed and light minimizes stress the less light you have the more time you take to get results it says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened watch this that you may know what is the hope of his calling it's telling you your purpose for living when you pray this prayer you will know your purpose some of you don't know why you were born one of the greatest needs of the human heart is to answer the question why am I here every human being is searching for a reason for being you know you ask a dentist you say uh, why are you what is your purpose I didn't say I'm a dentist you're not a human doing you're a human being that's what you do who are you purpose gives you a reason for being it says that one it says the eyes of understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling that you may be aware are you aware of the reason why God called you are you aware of what you should expect because you are called of God are you aware many are not aware so their lives are ordinary they don't know what to expect out of life the Bible says that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints remember it says that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me you will know your inheritance if you don't pray this prayer you will know it there are some people who came to Yenigua because someone said come to Yenigua you don't even know whether this is their promised land or not what is the hope of his calling what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints then he says and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power there's something I want you to see that the Holy Ghost just strengthened inside of me when he says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know see when you pray this prayer you begin to get revelations from the word of God revelations some of you never never get revelation from the word never the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want that's all you saw for me I say the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want the Bible called Jesus Christ the chief shepherd of our souls and he says, I shall not want. He is already my shepherd. That means poverty has ended. See, I've got in Revelation. I shall not want. I shall not lack. So, so long as I know that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. He maketh me to lie down. He didn't say, I will try to lie down. He maketh me to lie down. A shepherd is a guide. So when I follow his, his, his guidance, I come into a place watch this, of effortless prosperity 
It makes me to lie down in green pastures. Some people are searching for greener pastures. We don't search for it. We are guided into it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Why? I am lying down in green pastures. So if God led you to Yenegua, you are in green pastures. Are you out there? All you need to do is to pray this prayer so you, your eyes can be enlightened that you may see, that you may know. Make me to lie down in green, in green pastures. Then he says, he restored my soul. So it leads me beside the still waters. Oh boy. It leads me beside the still waters. Do you know what the still waters is? He leads me beside the still waters. What is he saying? He says when you are led by the Holy Ghost, you'll be refreshed. He leads me beside the still waters. When he does, he restores my soul. Hallelujah. He restores. To restore is to make anew. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Not for my name's sake. For his name's sake. Hi. Do you know what this means? It means that God is guiding you away from temptation. For his name's sake. You are finding yourself at the right place at the right time. But you've been reading, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You will pray. Some people pray it in their prayer. They are not seeing anything. So it leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. It means that my right living is more important to God than it is to me. So to start living a sin-free life is to simply obey his voice. So somebody has called you to meet him at a party. And God knows the disposition of your soul right now. If they tempt you with drink because of the way you used to be, you would drink now. So God checks you not to go. Then one of your friends who was also a Christian went there and got drunk. He said, you say, thank God I did not go. He's the one leading you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Hallelujah. I told you about a sister that went to get married to a guy because he had money. And um, she didn't know he had HIV. The mother was pressing her to marry him to say yes. So she came to me and said, I don't know this guy, but I just believe that the Spirit of God inside of me is telling me you should not get married to him. And um, she was like, but my mother expressed me and said, your mother won't marry him. You will. So I told her to wait. She waited. Finally, my brethren, about six months later, she came to me. She was happy. Praise God, Pastor. I just want to thank God. I said, What's happening? She said, the young man just died of AIDS. And so the sad thing is that he has slept with many people in their church. Because she was, I was a campus fellowship pastor. She, the guy slept with girls in their church. That means they were now what? So she got married into HIV. After the man had given her HIV, he would not die. So she lives with her misery. He leads you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Why? So that people will not say, ah, and she was serving God, though. God could not even talk. You see? For his name's sake. So when God speaks to you, what he's saying is more important to him than it is to you. So the reason God spoke to you, don't go, don't go out today. 
It's more than, okay, God loves me. Okay, that's why he spoke. And that's beautiful. But it says, for his name's sake. Okay, if something happens to you, you say, and he was a Christian, he used to go to church. See what happened. Ah! If this can happen to a Christian, what will happen to other people? See, Christianity is not attractive. It says, for his name's sake. You see? You see why God wants to bless you? Why God wants to guide you? For his name's sake, so Christianity becomes attractive. So you are promoted, you're making more money, your life is better. Someone sees you and says, ah, the way, ah, this, is, this is amazing. Oh, I want to be a Christian too because the way God is blessing you, for his name's sake. And he says, yay, do I walk through? <laughs> we are only walking through it. Are you out there? You see, they will not kill you. You are coming through it. No matter the kind of challenges you go through, you are coming through it. Just wanna, we are only going through. No, you say we are going through. It's true. Five of the most important words you ever read in your Bible, it shall come to pass. No matter how long they say it is going to pass. Amen. Tell someone this too shall pass. Yeah, it shall pass. It says it. Yeah, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I love that again. The shadow of death. That means it's a shadow. It looks like you are going to die, but you will not die. It's a shadow. It looks like you will not get a job, but it's a shadow you will get the job. It looks like when you look at all the chances, chances are that you may not get it. It's only a shadow. You will get it. Are you all there? Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? He says, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. No, he says, I will fear no evil. That means fear is a choice. He says, I will fear no evil. Then he gives you the reason for thou art with me. So which means God consciousness is the cure for fear. So if, if I am God conscious that God is with me, I should not be afraid. Say for thou with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What is the rod and the staff? The rod is the word. The Bible says the word goes for correction. The rod is for correction. The staff, the staff is for comfort. That's the Holy Ghost. They comfort me. Then it says, thou prepares a table before me. Where? So if I have many enemies, you've got a large table. It's of you to be glad, oh God, see all the many enemies I have. Be rejoicing. Glory to God. I got a big table. Because in my study of the scriptures, when your attacks are strongest, your breakthrough is closest. When your attack is strongest, when you want to give up on life, that's when your breakthrough is there. Many people have given up when they were closest to their breakthrough. Many, many. I remember a pastor, his church, he had very wonderful members. Not great members like you. You know, we have great members here. We got the best members in the world. He had very, very terrible members. And he made up his mind he was going to leave that church. So he just went to a field, sat down, thinking of how he's going to leave, and it's over. He's leaving this church. And he saw a piece of paper on the ground, and he picked it up. He saw a line on the paper. A man is never fully accepted 
until he has been fully rejected. He took that paper, went back to his church, the church blossomed. See, he was giving up on the church, not knowing that he was close to his breakthrough. Crefidola went to preach one time, and in his church, people were not coming. He used to preach to empty seats and preach to empty seats. The day that he was tired, that this is the day he would just give up on this thing, God spoke to him, said, From today, this is the last day you ever preach to an empty auditorium. While he was under his former pastor, he said he made up his mind that that day, that Wednesday service, is not going to church. He had made up his mind he was not going to church. That day he would not go to church. So because in their church, pastors sit on the altar and when they want to pray, they turn everybody to kneel down. So you kneel down, you face the congregation with your bum bum and his trouser was torn at the back and his shoe, he had patched the shoe with different things under. You know those kind of shoes that they have torn under? You now put some paddings and all that. So when you turn, they see the, the shoe, <laughs> they are seeing your leg and all kind of things. So he said he's not going to church because no service will end. And everybody knew that. If he was not a Nigerian, you'd have gone to ease yourself when the prayer wants to, because he was a Nigerian, you'd have known that strategy. But he was an American. So he, he made up his mind, he wasn't going. He was giving up on church. And he got a call from his pastor that should try to make it for this service. When he got to church that day, the women had noticed the torn trousers and the shoes. Women are generous people. Men will say, thank God, I better pass that pastor. But <laughs> he said that that day when he got to church, the women came to him after the service. They gave him new suits and new shoes. That was the day he wanted to give up on church. I wonder what you're giving up on. I wonder what you're giving up on. You've been believing God for it. Believing, believing, believing. You say, now nah, I've come to a point. In fact, God said, you know I'm tired. But that's when your breakthrough is at your door. Your breakthrough is at your door. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3. God just spoke to someone. I'm reading from verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened, to be empowered, to be endonamal with might by his spirit in your inner man. This is a prayer you pray when you're becoming discouraged. When you're losing your spiritual energy, I'll show you from verse 13. Verse 13, watch this. It says, Wherefore I desire that you faint not. That word faint means to cave in, give up, or quit. He says, I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to quit at my tribulations for you, which is for your glory. Now, watch this. The apostle is suffering tribulation. They are beating the man. And they go, This Christianity. 
If they are beating the apostle Paul, what would they do to us? Paul says, for this reason, so that you will not give up, so you will not quit, I'm going to bow my knees unto the Father from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might. Do you feel like giving up? Do you feel like quitting? This is the prayer you pray. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. Because your strength comes from your spirit. Proverbs 18 verse 14 says, The strong spirit of a man sustains him in his infirmity. The Amplified Version says, The strong spirit of a man shall sustain him in his infirmity. But the Bible says, But a wounded spirit who can bear. So it says, Your inner man, your spirit, your spirit. Go to First Peter 3. First Peter 3. Are you there? Are you learning anything? First Peter 3. Verse 4. Verse 4. If you're there, say amen. amen. Let's read it together, please. One, two, read. But let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible. Even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, of great price. Notice it's your spirit. Your inner man is your spirit. It's that you'll be strengthened with might in your inner man. That you'll be strengthened with might in your inner man. You, you're just tired. Your prayer life, you cannot pray anymore. You, you cannot study anymore. You need to be strengthened with might in your inner man. That's where your true energy comes from. Your spiritual energy comes from your spirit. So you kneel down and you say, Father, I pray that you will grant me, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with might by your spirit in my inner man. Hallelujah. Look at this, verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That's the anointing. Now you being rooted and grounded in love. Oh boy. You find out your love becomes stronger. You become more loving. Are you know that when you're stressed, you easily get angry? Aha. Uh -huh. See, you need strength for your inner man. Because your inner man is under pressure. He's trying to push away those pressure. Get out of here. What? Don't let me wrinkles on you. You know, you are you are like a, a, a loose lion. A wounded lion. That's where you are now. Why? Your strength has gone down. So that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints. See what, you, what will happen to you. You may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ. Oh, beautiful. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with what? All the fullness of God. This is one of the keys to tireless living. You are filled with all the fullness of God. You pray this prayer again and again and again and again. First Thessalonians 3. Is the word helping anybody? First Thessalonians 3. I'm reading verse 10. 
Let me read from verse 9. For what thanks can we render to God again for you? For all the joy, where would we joy for your sakes before our God? Now he's happy about your salvation. Watch this. Night and day, praying exceedingly that, you, that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Now, something is lacking in your faith now. So what does he do? Verse 11. Now God himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men even as we do toward you. He prayed this prayer. He said the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men even as we do toward you. You pray this prayer. It will perfect what is lacking in your faith. Some of you, your faith is not functioning. It is not functioning the way you want it to function. Why? We can't be walking in bitterness and faith functions. It won't work. So you're going to pray that God will make your love increase and abound more and more toward all the brethren. Toward all men. Look at the next thing. Verse 13. To the end, or for this purpose, it may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his sins. It says you will not be afraid of the rapture. Some of you hear rapture. If I preach, some of you don't know the day of the hour, the Lord might come this afternoon and people <laughs> Jesus. He says you will not be scared. Your heart to be established unblameable in holiness. When you're walking in love. Your heart established unblameable in holiness when you're walking in love. Love is a behavioral expression of holiness. When you pray this prayer, you find out you're seeing less. You're seeing less because you're walking in love. Somebody annoys you. Instead of you to break their head, you're walking in love. Say, this is my bad temper. That is my problem. Because if someone just annoys me, my temper will just, something just enter me. Some will say something, I don't know what enters them. They are Christians. Some just enter me. I'll just, I can, if it's bottle, I can break the person's head. If it's stick, if it's chair, I can do anything. Pray this prayer. Your heart established unblameable in holiness. People will ask you, are you dead? Are you dead? You're not responding. I know you now. Before by now, you'd have slapped somebody. But love is abounding in your heart. Oh God, take this anger. What will you do with it? Take it, Lord. Take this anger. Take it. What will you do with it? People are bringing an offering unto the Lord. They are bringing. <laughs> take it. Love abounding. The Okada driver, as you gave him the money, the price was 16 naira before, or 18 naira. As he brought 500 naira, he said, No change. As he gave you 400 naira, before you could do Jack Robinson, the person has taken off with his bike. You say, In the name of Jesus, I send accidents. You don't know whether your sister will be the one on the bike the day we have an accident. And you go and see your sister in the hospital. Say, hey, you had an accident. 
a girl could tell you, say, you sent accident to the bike man. It's the bike man that had the accident with her. Because of 20 naira. I sent accident in the name of Jesus. Angels of God, remove the tires. You know, <laughs> some, some people are, are Christian witches, I think so. <laughs> 20 naira. Instead of you to do it, I say, Father is a seed of equal benefit. I claim my sevenfold return in the name of Jesus. If you don't have faith for sevenfold, claim doublefold. Job received twice. So they say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I claim double of this money. Your love abounding. Your love abounding. Your love abounding. Your love abounding. Amen. Your love abounding. You need it. You need it in your life. Because some of you, these prayers will get you out of the trouble you are in right now. The way your Christian life is so empty, void of power. You're going to pray this prayer. My love increases and abounds more and more. In the name of Jesus, toward my husband, toward my wife, toward my children, toward, toward my cousins, toward, toward this person. You know that this person, you, you're just angry whenever you think about them. Have you gotten so angry when you see someone walking, you walk out? Has it happened to you? You say, I don't want to, I don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. I just want to leave. Because if I look at them, if I start, that bitterness is causing you trouble. Whether you like it or not. Bitterness, as we said, is like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die. So what do you do? You, you got to pray this prayer. So you forgive the person. So you can look at the person eyeball to eyeball. And still do what you want to do. Amen. I said, Amen. Not many of you are happy the way you are again. Say, me, I need to show the person. If you sow, if you sow the Jesus says something, said, judge not, so you might not be judged. So if you sow anger and bitterness and curses, someone else is planning your home by the side. You may do something by mistake. You are in your car. Watch this. Someone splashed you. Pash! For this thing that you have done to me, this cloth I'm wearing to church. Did that car have an accident? Now, the person didn't know. The person didn't know. You bought your car. You were going to church. This is by Elsa. You were in a hurry. Pash! You splashed someone else. Think twice before you curse another. Think twice. Think twice. Colossians 1. Is this word helping you? All right. Say, Pastor, who are those who should curse? Don't worry. You will know the one to curse. The Holy Ghost will stay you up. And put a word in your mouth like the apostle Paul he was filled with the Holy Ghost and said to Elimas a sorcerer you shall not see the sun for a season he did that under the anointing of the Holy Spirit Colossians 1 are you there verse 9 for this cause we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you 
and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. The man was praying that they were filled with the knowledge of his will, the exact knowledge of his will. Do you know God's will for your life? You've dated five women in one lifetime. I know some of you have greater records. You're dating. You date this one, you break it. You date that one, you break it. You date that one, you break it. You date that one, only you. She's the will of God. 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 It's like you are a trailer. Yesterday we last one day of a car. Now you are a trailer. Plenty wheels, only you. Nonsense. You're not hearing anything. You just like fine women. Will of God. Will of God. Will of God. You pray this prayer that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. In all wisdom. You understand the intricate part of God's will. You know you're called to preach. You know what you're called to say. You know when you're called to say it. You know to whom you're assigned. You know the state you should be in. You know the church you should be in. Some of you don't even know the church you need to join. You are here because somebody brought you here. You don't even know if this is the will of God for your life. And you stay there. You stay in that church. Why? Because this is God's will for me. This is God's will for me. Because he dispenses his goodness in his house. There are some people who are members of this church, but they don't know. They are in, in um, another church somewhere because they want a position. See, uh, if I leave my church, uh, I'm a dick, you know. Uh, cannot leave. I'll go and join that young man's church. It's a young church sitting down with small, small boys and girls. He owe me in this Inegua. And yet his problem is not solved. Because there's a, there's a man of God with the word of God in his mouth for you. The knowledge of his will in all wisdom, in every area of your life, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You understand it. You pray this prayer. You pray this prayer. Are you out there? Everybody's kind of quiet. Are you learning something? <laughs> because they were so quiet. Okay, look at verse 10. If you pray this prayer, look at what will happen to you. That ye may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You start pleasing God in every way. Because you know what to do every time. You know his will in every situation. But some people are always repenting. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I repent today for, for the sin of going forward before you sent me. I repent for I thought you were the one speaking, but now I did not know that you were not the one speaking. Walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. It says when we pray this prayer, I need to get back to praying this prayer myself. That you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Because I prayed for once in a while. I think I should do it every day. 
every day work worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing you are pleasing God in every way you know the taxis you enter you enter the taxi they are playing nonsense music and that is your last money you've gone far if you come down checking is designed to happen so you just remain there with all the bar or they are discussing vulgar talk have you entered a taxi like that no they are saying nonsense you're like oh god oh, oh my god how can someone be saying this the knowledge of his will you entered the right taxi you are pleasing him Jesus Christ says something in John 8 verse 29 he said my father that sent me is always with me because I do always those things that please him so we can do always those things that please him always unto all pleasing look at the next one being fruitful in every good work oh boy being fruitful in every good work. Anywhere they put you, you are a success. You see, if you want to be that way, this is the prayer you pray. Being fruitful in every good work. They say, um, Bratari, we want you to take on the construction of this building. You say, ah, I have no building experience. Being fruitful in every good work. You know what to do. Just the plantist was building a building that God gave him to build, and God told him to spend seven million dollars. And he's a stickler for instructions. So he told the contractors, they say it's not possible to build it for seven million dollars. He said, That's what God told me. And if you're not going to build it for seven million dollars, leave it. And they left it. He met someone else. It's not possible. He said, That's what God told me. So you're not the one that's going to give account of this money when you meet God. I'm the one that's going to give account. Some of you don't know why we do what we do. So why did the pastor change plans? He'll give account. So he, they, built the, they built the church. It got to a point, they went to set up something. Uh, they went to put pillars somewhere. And he said, what God showed me, there was no pillars. And the man said, it's not possible. You must put pillars in these two places. The guys, Jesus said, what God showed me, there's no pillars. I'm going to give account of this building. You will not. So do it as he showed me. And pastors going to be strict because they are going to give account even of the souls that God gave to them. The members of their churches. That's why a genuine pastor sometimes could be a man of... Anyway, let, let's, let's, let's move on. So when he, when he stood that ground, the contractor, the expert said, it cannot be done. Jesus said, it can be done. That's what God showed me. Put all of us join our hands together, unbelievers, smokers, drinkers, all of them, all of them, they held their hands together and said, now God is going to talk to someone. And he said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we ask that you speak to us now and let us know what to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, okay, we have prayed. Now, God has spoken to someone. They were looking at him, how can God speak like that? And looked at one guy and said, sure you don't have anything? And the guy used to be a smoker and a drunk. That's a I don't know whether it's God that told me, but um, um, an idea just came to my mind that if we do it like this and do it like this, there'll be no need for pillars. And the expert said, wow, I never thought of that. The guy that did it is someone that decorates wall, paints. He doesn't know anything about building. 
when the guy knew he heard from God, he stopped smoking and drinking. Hearing what the expert, an American expert, had never thought of. And they built that building without pillars for $7 million. There are certain things God told you to do that you are compromising because you are desperate. Being fruitful in every good work. Wisdom is insight. It's insight. As you pray in this prayer, you begin to have insight into many things. Sometimes the engineers we have that are engineers indeed, <laughs> the, the gen, the issue is oil. Engineer is checking this part, checking this one, checking. And I just come there, I'm not an engineer. I'm a Bible And I look at it and said, this thing is oil. Have you checked the oil? No. They check it and say, oh, it was oil. <laughs> You've been checking since. Engineers. You, you, need, you, you need to be oiled yourself. Because you didn't even know it was oil. An engineer. Be fruitful in every good work. Being fruitful in every good work. Oh, that's not my area. Uh, Pastor, that's not my area. I have no... If I have a person in that area, I'm a dance. <laughs> I'm a dance in that area. <laughs> Can't do any other area. Bring my area. You are carnal. Because you think according to your training and according to God's wisdom. Let me prove something to you. Everybody God called to start television never knew anything about television. Everybody... They didn't go to the school of media, whatever. They didn't know anything. Whether it's Marcus Lamb, whether it's, um, what's this man's name? Paul Crouch, whether it's um, the man outside God TV, call any Christian station. They did not know anything about TV. God called them. You're limiting yourself. Pastor, you know me, I, I don't know mass. Do I know you? Do I know the mass you pass or not? Pastor, you know me. I don't know mass. How do I know? Was I your school teacher? That's, Pastor, that's me for you. I can put one, one five plus five is 55. Self. <laughs> I'm not writing. I'm not going to school because now I will just feel. You need to pray this prayer for yourself. Being fruitful in every good work. In every good work. Not that you wrote your exam. A, 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 B. Did you see that result? Did they do P again? Okay, it's D they do right now, right? So you have A, D, A, Ada, E, F, E, F, A. See, you are spelling. Because you are not functioning in the wisdom of God. Look at your life. You wrote three GCs, two Nekos, three Waek. You are finding the one you will patch to enter school. You know people patch exam? Say, so I made it in this one and not make it the other one. Do, do they say accept it now? Uh -huh. you're, you're patching the result. 2008 Waek and 2012 Waek put together. Can you see there's a generation apart? Your mate has graduated. 
because you will not pray this prayer wisdom working in you Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you fill me with every knowledge of your will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You pray it. You pray it. You're made to be amazed. I remember when I was in school, I prayed this prayer so much. Because then I felt I was the only one in the world who knew these prayers. Because when I found out Kenegan knew the other two, Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3, he didn't talk about this one. So I felt, okay, I've known the one that nobody else knew. So I was praying it. And I will not be in a class. I'll miss maybe two weeks of lectures and all that. And when I come to class, I've not been in school for two weeks. And I'll come to class after two weeks and answer questions. Yet I'd miss the two previous classes. Insight. Insight. The wisdom of the ancient. You pray this prayer for yourself. That's what I told you, Eli says that I need to, I need to go back to praying it daily. You take it one by one. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3. Say, Pastor, it will take me a long time. Let me take a long time here. Because if I settle this one, I have speed elsewhere. Hallelujah. Look at the next one. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Did you see that? And increasing in the knowledge of God. Now you're having revelation. You're increasing in revelation. You are increasing. When you tell me something from the word, I hear it a thousand ways. When you make a statement, I hear it a thousand ways. Yet, someone else hears that statement and goes like that with it. But for me, no way. No way. These prayers have been built into my system. Built into it. I sit down, remember some I talk to some pastor, like you got you got like 30 years of revelation. And then uh, this was um 2000 and um I was sitting in Benin, 2004, there about 2004, 2005. I went to Ekboma. And they thought I was very old. They were seeing him on TV, but they believed that maybe I was very, very old. You know, there are some men that are old, but they have young face. You know those kind of people? And when they saw me, they were looking at me. The young ministers, they gathered around, they were talking to me, they said, I can't believe, I can't believe you are, this is your age. I said, that's my age. Said, you talk like someone that's been 30 years in ministry. It's so much. It was my prayer. Why some of them were killing people? I was collecting wisdom. The wisdom by wisdom, princes reign and uh, kings reign and princes decree justice. By the wisdom, I reign over those they are trying to kill. And prosper in spite of my enemies. They, they cannot prosper until they kill the enemy. We, in the presence of our enemies, there's a table before us. Our cup is running over right in the presence of our enemies. So our enemies are not a factor. See? Increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, so we can close. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. You see strength again. Whenever there's wisdom, there will be strength. The Bible says a wise man is strong. A wise man is strong. Proverbs 24 verse 6. A wise man is strong. He that increases knowledge increases strength. It says a wise man is strong. It says strength with all might according to his glorious power. Unto all patience 
and long suffering with what? Joyfulness. You're patient. You're patient with people. You're patient. You're patient with people, even with their flaws. You're still patient. Their flaws says, send them away. But patience says, relax. They will grow. They will change. You got to pray this prayer for yourself. So that when you see challenges, say, I continue to patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Long suffering. No matter what you're going through, you go through it with joy. It will come from praying this prayer. Whenever we, we sit down and we begin to moan and groan and complain and I don't just know why I'm going through this, it shows that, hey, we've not been praying this prayer. Because you should be rejoicing. Counting on joy when you go to diverse tests. You should be rejoicing. But because you're not praying correctly, the pressure is seen in your life. This is the way, brothers and sisters in Christ. These are Bible prayers. These are New Testament prayers. And many prayers and books that are written are not New Testament prayers. They are dangerous prayers. I saw a book, Dangerous Prayers. It's not for me. If I see Bible prayer, dangerous dangerous prayers any monkey eating my banana collide with the rock of ages then you open the next page any snail slowing down my progress the rock falls upon you you know <laughs> there's so much confusion we've, we've almost done to native doctors <laughs> Because they will not pray New Testament prayers. People grind mustard seed, put anointing oil on top, put a wafer. <laughs> That's the first stage of traditional medicine. <laughs> it's ignorance. And some of you have been doing those kind of things. So this anointing oil, there's mustard seed inside. He said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, not if you put mustard seed inside oil. <laughs> so this is a mustard seed anointing oil. When it touches you, la <laughs> babaya, you are a Thomas. Jesus said, because you have seen, you believed. Blessed are they who have not seen but yet believes. You take your small kukume or whatever you take here, mix it together. <laughs> so you can see clearly. <laughs> They're becoming babalao like that. <laughs> you talk well. <laughs> You say, Pastor, I, I, it is working because you are a babe. 
Where did you see Paul do that? Where? Did you see Peter? Say, John, you are going, you are in a hurry, come back. Rub it on your eye. <laughs> so you can see where the eyes of understanding being enlightened. See? Can you imagine how rich I would have been if I was selling all those things? Right? This is a special anointing oil from Jerusalem. Now they are selling Jordan water. The water from River Jordan. You sprinkle it in your environment. For what? You sprinkle it. Because it came from Jordan. I don't need the waters of Jordan. I got living waters. You say, how do you now sprinkle your own pastor? Ligrata hactatius. Water is flowing from the Holy Ghost. See, you don't need all those ones. Use your water. You see, okay, watch. If the evil person you want to block is not going to come from your window, it's going to pass through the wall. So that means you will sprinkle it around your wall. What if you come from up? So you throw it up, every ceiling board must be touched. What if you come from under? You pour it on the ground. Mm -mm. The realm of the spirit, there's no distance. Liga sashta, baronske ilaga, bronske brotes, kiridanata, kronzuso, pralegatash. A man was kidnapped by men from the palace. I won't call the city. But they, they wanted to kill him. He didn't know what to do. He looked at the men. The men got their raffia and their cutlass. They were killing people. He looked at them. And he said, Labosh Kejata. They jumped backward. So a new tongue was walking. So when they come and Labash, Labash, they'll go back. And he took off. <laughs> then he found he was in a market one day in the city. And the man that was one of the uh, killers was there. He didn't know because you don't know. God has saved you, has saved you. <laughs> you have escaped from the bush. So he said, as he was buying things, somebody tapped him. Ah, he said, uh, good day, uh, good day. He said, that day you were kidnapped. <laughs> Relax. He said, whenever you opened your mouth, fire came out. So that's why we're going backward. He said, because fire was coming out of your mouth. You don't know what you have. It's tongues of fire. Sadakada. Banda legroski shatakaligronsu practice. See, that's why the devil hates speaking in tongues. Some of you, you will start speaking in tongues, your life will change. I'm telling you, you will loosen up. Those bondages will leave you. You pray, you pray in tongues until you stand up. You're sprinkling your water. The Holy Ghost is also oil. You're also anointing your environment. There's nothing wrong with the anointing oil. I hope you get my point. But there's a higher level where Jesus was. And as he is, 
Think about it. Buy your heads in Jesus' name. I want you to just sprinkle some holy water right now. Just sprinkle some holy water. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. Oh, stand up for a moment. Let's stay up ourselves in the Holy Ghost. Stir up your waters. Stir up your waters. Find your flames. Lay makama manje badinos. Lay makama mangra da ba sonne galada ba. Lay makama manje badinos. Lay makama mangra da ba sandara da ba. Lay makama mangre de bosa galida. Lay makama mangra da ba sandere de geta. Lay makama mangra da ba sonne galina manje badida. Lay makama mangra da ba sonne balada ba. Lay makama mangra da ba sonne de getaza. Lay makama mangra da ba sandere de geta. Lay makama ba raba ba ba sakalera katonze badida. Lay makama mangra da ba sonne de gedaka. Lay marada ba zubanine raba ba ba ba. Lay makama mangra da ba sandere de geta. Oh, release that fire. Lay my cabaman chibadidos. Lay my cabaman gradabas sacalera catonze manine. Lay my cabaman gradabas sonde delegata. Lay my cabaman gradabas sonde delegata. Rabababa. Lay my cabaman gradabose calera catonze manine. Lay mata. Lay carta. Lay catonze manene catonze bractanine. Lay matulare. Lay matulare. Messe, messe. Lay catapayanaha. Baroske Samane, Lema Christo Salamandesh. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, Malagan Joseph Prakta Christos. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, speaking other tongues, speaking other tongues. Lema Kamaman Jovanines, Lema Kamaman Gradaba Sakalika Tonsabadides. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we worship you. Legarastach. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I want us to pray this prayer as for ourselves right now.